What's going on, everybody? It's the Sync Boys Podcast. Sync Boys. We are back. We have a new program that we're using, StreamYard, suggested to us by Dad's Barber. You know, classic random connection there. But People you know, dude. It really is. Uh, it's how the world spins in a circle. Yeah. You know. People holding hands. Interesting thought, yeah. We are the world. We are the children. We are the ones who make a better day. <laughs> All right. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Never heard that song. Dude, we got the Super Bowl coming up. We do. Sheesh. Big matchup. Yeah. I'm happy these two are in it. You yeah. Know, like called number one, number two. Um, Probably the two best teams in the league. 100%. You know, couldn't, couldn't. Couldn't agree more. You know, we didn't think that about the Chiefs coming in, especially um, they had a tumultuous season. Let's just say, to put it lightly, a lot more negative headlines than good ones. Yeah, Mahomes didn't have your in an off year for quarterbacks in general. He didn't necessarily stand out. He's probably like fifth in MVP voting, if that. And he had a good year. I think it was forty-two hundred, probably twenty-nine touchdowns, twelve picks, something like that. But not what we're used to out of him. For sure. And on the 49ers side, they murdered everyone all year until that Baltimore week 15 matchup. And they've been a little bit rocky ever since. Yeah, they, they started off the season on fire, and then they went on that three-game losing streak, and it was like, what the hell is happening? And then they won seven of eight to finish the season, but that one loss was that 33-19. What the hell? What the hell just happened? Brock crumbles under pressure. No, he doesn't. That's a lot of batted balls in that game. A lot of a Ravens game. Yeah, opportunistic to say the least. Kyle Hamilton is a. We know that that guy's going to be. I said it on the last podcast or my last podcast is Kyle Hamilton's going to be a dog. For the Ravens for a long time. Yeah, big play guy, ball hawk. Not necessarily physically imposing and scary, but. But dude is all over the place. He's he he plays like a rover. Like he he's supposed to be a safety, but he plays a lot in the slot and the nickel. He plays linebacker sometimes. He's blitzing. He's all over the place. Mm-hmm. But we just went off on a tangent talking about Kyle Hamilton and the Ravens because <laughs> that's what we do here. But we're talking about how the Niners. You know, it wasn't their most dominant season, but neither was it for the Chiefs. Yeah, dude, I feel like we have to expose like we're on the Niners. Yeah, we are on the 49ers. Us as the Sync Boys as a collective. I think actually the only people that I know, you and me. I'm comfortable with that. And uh, Stan Finney, shout out. 49ers Stan. Once again, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, somebody from like so? Yeah, classic. Um... I've been battling the idea. I think for me, it's going to be more fun. Dude, every time that I say, I have to say this. Every time I say more fun, I have a flashback to AJ Rinbrand being ripped in class over the years. Just over and over again for saying funner. A teacher would always have to correct that guy. No, no. So now I always have this hesitation before I say more fun because I have to remember 
Which not one? to be the kid that was laughed at in class. Exactly. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think it'll be more fun for us to root for the Chiefs. Fuck. For the 49ers and go against. I'm not rooting against Mahomes. Yeah, That's dude, it's a win-win. It's a win-win this Super Bowl. Um, Is it? Yeah. I want, I want, I'm happy, very happy with both sides winning. So am I, but also part of me, like, isn't really like I know that there's still going to be haters, even if no the 49ers win. Yeah, you have to just get past so that. So it's like part of the whole experience as a fan of cheering for and winning a championship is the media reaction. Mm-hmm. And when the media reaction is still negative and still not behind the actual champion, it's frustrating. Like when the Warriors won the championship. There was a lot of people that were like, holy shit, Steph is now this, Steph is now that. People were giving Draymond props and Steve Kerr, all this shit. But there was still those pushback people, and it's like... Yeah, like, oh, happen. they got luckier. They, they they had an easy road. That that was an insane road. I remember that whole playoffs. It was incredible mm-hmm. for the Warriors. They had to go through some of the toughest teams. That's when the Ja versus the Warriors kind of hate started right there in that season. Um no, dude, I think this is going to be a super fun Super Bowl matchup, and I'm super happy with both sides if they win. Um, I agree 100%. It's all about how we perceive it in the moment. I was trying to say that on my last podcast, too. Like, when we think about this years from now, it's like, are we going to think about how the Niners were a really, really, really good team if Kyle Shanahan never wins a title? Or are we just going to be like, yep, another team the Chiefs rolled over in the Super Bowl or just ended up winning? We just count it as a ring. We don't really think about the season or the matchup. I think that the entire world is getting caught up in the fact that it's Mahomes yet again. That's what all I keep hearing from everybody I talk it's like, to. It's what? just like, it's Mahomes, dude. What That's do the- we know about the Chiefs this year? He's This Chiefs team, a little bit. it's been carried by the defense, and Kelsey has been a shell of himself. I mean, the playoffs have, have been a different story, you know? But it's been... By halves, not by games with Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Pacheco has been with solid. Team. Exactly. <clears throat> and the explosiveness on the offense, they don't have the big plays anymore. That shit doesn't exist. Maybe Pacheco will break out for something because he's a actual like rabid animal. But like, mm-hmm. they don't have that stuff. A lot of their big plays, like they had the Kelsey touchdown last week. The last two weeks they've had that Marquez Valdez scantling game ceiling play, but that was their biggest play of each of those games. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's just not the same team. And part of me is like, that is the crack in the door that opens the door for San Francisco to win this game. To me, it's like the Niners, uh, the Chiefs defense can be talked about as good as it is. And we can talk about um, how Mahomes isn't going to have to do that much, but the Niners have shown in every game they've played this season or in the playoffs, they can just keep scoring, especially in the second half. And that's exactly how I see this game going is, you know, the chiefs can go ahead early like they have, but the Niners aren't going away. You just saw them come back from 24 to seven. I don't think it's going to be that deep in this game. And I mean, it, it sounds insane to say the guy's been to friggin' four Super Bowls in six full seasons, but is Mahomes going to be able to 
down four points, 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Okay, we got to go and score three times the rest of this game. It's going to be a shootout. We're going to go to overtime. Can we go and do that? Can Mahomes rely on these guys? Because they've been winning games by 7, 10, not only putting up like 24, 27. They only scored 17 points in the NFC. So two things about that. I like that point. I'm almost more comfortable in my brain seeing the 49ers being down the whole game and then not allowing Mahomes to have enough resources, considering like time, field, field position, stuff like that, considering that this team is not what it's been in the past. Like he doesn't, he already doesn't have that to his to his advantage. So if the 49ers can kind of hang around until the very end and then take the lead, I feel more comfortable and confident in that idea than opening this window for Mahomes to be a superhero because he's done it before and will do it again. So there's that part of it. The other part is you're right about them only scoring 17 points last week. Yes, it was against the Ravens and they looked like a, a group of wild wolves. Yeah, they're weak, straight great defense. But at the same time, dude, how bad Lamar played was more on Lamar than it was on the Kansas City defense. That pick, uh, he never should have fucking thrown that ball. Yeah, that was off time. How many plays did we see him run backwards instead of running, stepping up in the pocket or scrambling for a first down? There was a third and one that he could have easily jogged 10 yards on that he chose to fake, 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 pump, fake, pump, fake, and took a sack on a play that should have been, and they punted on that drive. There's gifts that Kansas City received from Lamar himself and the fact that the, the, the Ravens didn't fucking run the ball. Wow. And and you can talk about how, oh, Mahomes didn't have to do that much against the Ravens. You know, Lamar was losing the game by himself, and Mahomes just kind of had to game manage the rest of the game. He, you know, it, it's not like you're going up against a, 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 a worse defense, like that much worse. Like the Niners are still a really, really strong defense. I outlined some other uh, chinks in the armor. Uh, a couple weeks ago, talking about how their interior D line has gotten worse over the season and throughout uh, uh, over the past like year and a half, uh, it's really just Fred Warner and uh, Hufunga, and Hufunga got hurt, and they've just been playing under man. Um, not the same defense we've seen, but still one of the top defenses in the league. Um, I saw a stat. I think it was regular season and playoffs. And I also think it was either second half or fourth quarter, but the Chiefs offense and defense is respectively the worst and the best. As in like in the in the fourth quarter or the second half, the Chiefs are allowing the least amount of points, but also scoring the most uh, least amount of points. Copy second half under. Um, dude, another matchup we have to consider here is like, what is the Kansas City offense if Kelsey doesn't catch what every single target last week? Catch that touchdown pass? I understand Patrick Queen, Rokon Smith are absolute dogs, but I don't think that we're going to hang our hats when it comes to them on coverage. And I think that Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are right up there in terms of quality of linebacking play. And dude, Fred War- that matchup, Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw and Kelsey. against Kelsey is is the most important matchup of the game. Maybe outside of 
McCaffrey against the run the run defense. Because dude, if McCaffrey can just can just fuck big plays, if he can get six, seven yards a carry in this game, like and limit the one or less yards gained plays to like two. If he can get yards every play and they're playing in short third downs, they can score twenty eight points. Yeah. No, I, I dude, I hear you. We're we're kind of beating the same drum here, so we're like we're not convincing anybody. Everybody that's listening to us just thinks we might be 49ers homers, but I, I love that matchup. It seems the only way to shut the Chiefs down is to um to lock up Kelsey. And that seems almost impossible. Um, he's not fast. He's not agile. He's not quick anymore. He, you know, this isn't like his swan song, the end of his career, but he's not who he was even last year. And they, they still can't stop him. He had 11 catches for over a hundred yards last week. Like if you can find a way to stop Kelsey or slow him down and force Mahomes to move the ball downfield with guys he doesn't really trust to catch the ball, that's a good way to stir up some chaos and then beat the Chiefs. Um, <clears throat> so I think everybody's been kind of dogging the 49ers defense over the last couple of weeks. And during the regular season, they were number five in rush yards allowed. Fifth in the league. I mean, granted, there was the whole idea of, like, they were up by so much. Why would the other team run the ball? So that obviously helps their argument. They didn't play a lot of good running teams in general, but over the last three weeks, they've allowed 142 yards per game, which is 50 more yards than their regular season numbers. So their run defense actually has been pretty bad. What do you think about that? Well, it's a good thing the Chiefs have Mahomes and not Derrick Henry or Dude, Pacheco's great, but if the if the Chiefs were built around running the ball and like that was the stat, then you know what I mean? I understand what you're saying, yeah. Like <clears throat> like good thing Mahomes passes like sixty probably sixty five percent of the time because that hopefully the run defense doesn't rear its ugly head so much, but they are going to pound the rock with Pacheco either way. I think they're going to be able to move the ball. Both teams are. I think the over is going to hit in this game. I, li- I like the over in this game, especially with the comeback in mind. You know what really sucks about these kind of games is like, like, like two punts is, is maybe too many in a game like this where it's like even field goals and you, you need those three points. Like, Two punts in the first half from the 49ers, and I don't know if they win this game. I think that they're going to need to score on every single possession. Hasn't Moody been pretty sus this year? Or has yeah, he been- he's a rookie, and I, the only things that I can remember about him is that he's missing kicks. I don't think he's missing, like, you know, like Brett Maher a couple of years ago, but, like, he's definitely not in the good light. I mean, you just got, you got Butker on the other side, who seems to be nails, so. Um... So I was going through and just looking at all of like all the stats where these guys ranked throughout the regular season. And in terms of the offense, the 49ers were in the top five in points per game, red zone scoring percentage. They were number one. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, they were all top five in 
Number four in first half scoring and number one in second half scoring. And the Chiefs were all over the fucking place, dude. They're light, like, but like these are these stats are really just painting the picture of what we've already really said. But the thing that concerns me the most is what you kind of already said: the second half scoring for the Chiefs' offense. They're only averaging seven points in the entire second half. Of that, games, that was dude. the stat that I, uh, that I saw. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And it's not like they're winning these blowout games where they don't have to score anymore. They are, they were in a lot of one-possession games this year. They had that one game against the Bears that was like 41-10, to 10, but then everything everything else felt like a nail-biter. Even dropping some weird games. 11-6 mm-hmm. and six Chiefs. We probably won't see this again for a long time. Let's hope. I'd rather see the Chiefs improve the roster around Mahomes than try to like, dude, if you're a GM or an owner and they win this Super Bowl, where is the incentive to go get another receiver? You just won the fucking Super Bowl. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I know. Where's the incentive? Especially when you're paying your quarterback that much. Kelsey's deal, you just re-signed Chris Jones. A little home and auto. Loma home and auto. No, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, a little insurance, you know? The drops were clearly a problem this year. Maybe you get one or two more wins. Maybe you're playing the AFC Championship back at uh, Arrowhead again. Maybe you get a... You make sure you go and get that receiver so that you don't have these kinds of problems where this season feels like it's up in the air midseason. Chiefs were a big question mark for a while this year. And, dude, if the 49ers don't win this game... And Brock is launched out of the starting job. That makes no sense to me. Unless they're going to make a trade for a proven stud. Like to give Darnold the keys or to draft a quarterback in like the fifth or sixth round. Doesn't make sense, dude. I mean, I know that this window is closing really fast, but it just it just doesn't make sense. It might be some unwarranted paranoia, but I did. Jobs are given and taken away so quick in the NFL. And it felt like in the Packers game, it felt like Shanahan was starting to lose a little bit of like confidence in Brock. And they started running the ball a lot more. But Brock ended up pulling it, pulling it together at the end, and he did the same thing in the Lions game. I think he's more than earned his spot. Um, and again, like you said before, the media makes these narratives, and the only reason why you're making that comment and we're considering, wow, Brock might not be the Niners quarterback going into 2024-25 is because you probably heard it somewhere that like, somebody probably brought that question up. Uh, oh, I mean, I- I'm going to be right there beside you and s- assume that somebody did bring it up, but I'm more saying it because of the the pattern of how this year went. This guy has one bad game against Baltimore, and he goes from minus 200 for the MVP. Like, But again, that's any outside reason the building. People have. Any reason people have. I-, I understand, but like... Dude, are you hearing the absolute the low jobs he's getting from yeah. his... His owner and his GM and his coach, and the players. John Lynch is like, yeah. I mean, he didn't want to like break it to me and absolutely make me feel like an asshole, uh, ruining 
our draft and drafting this guy that wasn't going to be as good as our seventh rounder, but Kyle Shanahan knew that Brock was the best quarterback in the quarterback room at the beginning of 2022. Uh, I did hear that. Yeah. I don't know why it took me so long to react to that. All right. Um, um, I just want to say one more thing about Kyle Shanahan. He has had a pretty tough showing in the fourth quarter in Super Bowls. Pretty, pretty tough. He was the OC for the Falcons in the 28-3. Yay! But Yikes. again, he was the OC, and the graphic was talking about like how many points they gave up. And they gave up 25 in the fourth quarter. Yikes. 28, they lost. It was 31... No. 34. 28. Um, and then the Niners game, they were up 21 points, I think. Or they gave up 21 points in the fourth quarter. Against the Chiefs? Yeah. In the Super Bowl? Um, <clears throat> so, there's my little hesitation with the Niners. A little bit of, like, shell shock. Like, is he actually good enough? Is he big enough? For this moment, is he great enough of a coach to overcome the Andy Reid Chiefs, the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs? Can he do it? He's fallen short in pretty big ways in the past. Does he turn into a pumpkin again? I hope not. This is like my football knowledge on the line. I feel like I I need Kyle Shanahan to get a ring. Like at this point, like I said at last podcast, it's gotten to the point where I'm rooting for mainly him. Also, dude, shout out to those Falcons. What is it, Roddy White and Julio Jones? Dude, that team. Who is their tight Tony Gonzalez was their tight end? I don't know. Maybe. Fossil Tony? It was some... Oh, dude, was it? Ugh. Dude. I forget who it is. It was a legendary name for us, though. LG Crumpler? <laughs> no, I think, no I, think was, I think it was. I think it was. There's I think it was, dude. I think it. Algie Grumbler. What a fucking name, dude. Oh, man. Those are the Warwick Dunn days, dude. Mm. He was the RB. He was a running back. Um, all right. You want to do. What do you want to do? Some props? Yeah, we're going to do some props. All right. All right. So I think. I just want to get ahead of this right now. I think. It is worth it to take separately almost all of the receivers that are projected under 25 yards to take them for 25. Juwan Jennings. Um, These are one or two catch guys that catch 15-yard patterns. Justin Watson. He's a deep ball um, guy. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Deep ball guy. I'm staying the fuck away from Richie James. Yeah, seriously. Um, Noah Gray's actual over under. No, yeah, yeah. You gotta just because he's the one catch guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, all those guys are definitely gonna get the the twenty five plus alt, which is most of the time at least plus two hundred. And then, um, so I just want to get ahead of it with that. So, what do you think about? Mahomes passing at 261. All right, so have you, have you looked up where he's averaging he's... 239 for the playoffs? Okay. I mean, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to assume another low number 
if I had to pick one, if we were doing like an over unders game right now, I would say under two sixty four. Is there a prop for him to not throw an interception? Yeah. Is it plus money? No. Right? No. I think neither quarterback to throw an interception is plus 200, which is insane. No, Brock to not throw an interception is plus money. Yeah, but I think neither of them, which would be a parlay, I think is is like plus 200. I thought it was going to be plus five, plus six. That's what I'm saying. All right, so you're on the under for that. I'm on the under too, dude. From I think he's going to have yeah. a big first half with Kelsey, and then it's going to be the 49ers coming back. Dude, I hope we're exactly right about this game. That'd be fucking sick. All right, what about Pacheco? What's his number? Like 71. Yeah. Why? He has a couple break it runs. He just goes for fifteen or twenty. Dude, he, a, that guy runs so hard. There's also a prop for the guy, like who, which ball carrier is going to run the fastest on a radar gun. No, Do you think it's Pacheco? I don't think so, dude. I was tempted to take Hardman ball carrier plus three thousand. Yeah, I mean that's a really good one. He's super fast. Yeah. Um, Ninety-seven speed and Madden, but. What is Debo really, really high? Debo's the favorite. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel like he's not fast. Debo? He's more of like an armadillo. <laughs> he's just kind of like. I mean, I would definitely rolling call him a power rusher. <laughs> um, yeah. Sometimes those uh, trains get rolling. LeBron to the net. You're not <laughs> stopping that. Yeah, Jack's ready for basketball season. <laughs> I've asked the last two podcasts. Can we please start basketball talk? Yeah, no. All right. What about Rasheed Rice? I have him as my first touchdown score. Yuck! Plus a thousand. He's one total touchdown on the in the playoffs. Yeah, Mahomes has three passing touchdowns in the playoffs. I have four. He took four. He had four. Yeah, I mean, either way, who were the four too? Because Kelsey only has one. If he was one of them, I feel good going back to him. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. And it's also plus a thousand, and he's the second most favorited chief. Oh, third most favorited chief. Dude, I'm on Pacheco. I like Pacheco. I'm on Kelsey and Pacheco. Pacheco's plus five fifty. Kelsey's for plus eight hundred for first. Nice. All right, what about oh some long shots for first touchdown? Brock, forty two to one. Mahomes nineteen to one. Darius Tony, 42 to 1. Uh, Kyle Juice Check. It's Yutzik. It's not Yutzik. <laughs> it's uh he's 45 to 1. Noah Gray, 48 to 1. Noah Gray. I'm taking I feel like Noah Gray anytime is just more calming. Because once the first touchdown misses with that one, if that's your first only touchdown, first touchdown, you, can't, yeah, you can't really take like a long shot. You got to take one that's like, oh, let's go. Um, Yeah, no, I will be throwing at least $20 on Noah Grace receiving over, but um, probably not first or any touchdowns. All right, I have some same-game parlay qualifier props just to separate it from these, like, random props we don't normally see. So are these going to be even lines or... 
Some of them. Okay. Actually, they're not even all same game qualifiers. Brock Purdy under 12 and a half rush yards. Yeah. He's hit this line. So the over. He's hit the over 12 and a half in four of 16 games. Had six carries for 14 yards versus Green Bay, five carries for 48 yards versus Detroit. But the recency bias, dude, fourth most prop bet bet by the public is this one, the over. Everybody thinks, oh, yeah, Brock's going to turn into a scrambler all of a sudden. Dude, like Chris Jones doesn't fucking know that. Like Spags isn't on top of that, dude. Dude, I'm, I'm hammering Chris Jones to get a sack. Okay. Because he's an interior lineman. And what, dude, how did Brock get out of the pocket every single time? Straight up the middle. All those scrambles. That's where Chris Jones lurks. That's where he hangs out. Yeah. There's a little bench on the field in the middle of the line of scrimmage that has his name on it with his date of birth. Middle of the lineville. Yeah, Joe didn't like that one. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was rough. That was rough. No, nah, I'm going with the over. All right. I like that's Brock's rushing, dude. I think I think that it, I think that's something he's unlocked now. I hope so. I think We're it's back it. of the pocket scrambles. Because I don't think it's all just like basically like a delayed draw, and he runs up the middle. I think a lot of it is like, okay, I'm in trouble. I have no one to throw to. Okay, I'm going to make one guy miss. Okay. 10 yards? Okay. Yeah. Like, again, dude, it's 12 yards. It could happen on the first play of the fucking game. Probably not. He had 50 last week. Like, it only takes one or two scrambles, 12 yards. All right. Juwan Jennings, 14 and a half. Yeah. I kind of already talked about this one, but he hit this line in 8 of 14 games. Um... All of those games that he hit this prop in, it was because of one singular catch. So you might want to look to his longest reception prop, which is like 11 and a half. Because if he, if he only gets one catch and he hits his under, it might still go over that longest reception play. Speaking of longest reception, Debo Samuel, longest reception, 21 and a half. How do we feel about this? 21 and a half. He hit this line in nine of 17 games. He's not a down the field guy. That's Ayuk and Kittle, especially over the middle. Debo's the short guy that gets the yak. So it's less likely for him to do it. 20 is, what is what's the number? 21. Yeah, 21, 21. that makes me a little uncomfortable, but it's like a 50-50 chance that if he catches a slant or a screen, he's going to go take a 25, 30, maybe fucking 75. Yeah, we're buzzing. So that's like a 50-50 for me. Are you expecting to lose your voice? Uh, no. I think I'm, I'm going, to. going to be defensive mode. What does that mean? Because everyone's on the Chiefs. I'm not going to be like screaming in your face like F you. I'm going to be like, all right, let's go Niners. Yuck. I'm going to be by myself screaming, losing my own voice. Much. I'm going to be having some pizza. All right. Well, my Debo Samuel take. What 
of all the things that happened last week, I'm going to credit Debo Samuel for the way that he came out in that second half for why the 49ers came back. He caught, I think, two passes on the first drive, and he caught the first play of the first drive of the second half, and he immediately got up and started screaming at the boys to fucking get up and get going. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So I think that he's going to come out with that same energy in this game. He had a huge second half last week, and the defense also responded to uh, that type of energy from him. So his line is only like 50 yards, dude. What are you? What are they? What are they doing? What are they doing? Couldn't tell you, pal. The only problem I have with this is that Sneed and what's the other guy's name? Uh, McDuffie. McDuffie are both all pros, caliber players, and that's kind of where Debo plays is on the outside. But we'll see. Chris Jones recorded a sack. I already talked about this. He had a sack in nine of thirteen games. Had zero sacks versus Baltimore and Buffalo, which was Lamar and Josh Allen. But, okay, I already explained this. Pretty running up the middle. All right, how do we feel about this one? Chris Jones or George Karloftis to record an interception? Plus 7,000. hell, dude? 10, What's happening? I know, dude, but it's like, how many balls have we seen Purdy get batted down this year? It's like the Baker Mayfield syndrome. Oh, dude, you're thinking about it too concrete like you're thinking uh pretty short is no he's like an inch shorter than Mahomes no yes no you didn't watch the uh, opening night for the Super Bowl Monday night I don't know what that's supposed to mean media day yeah but it's like bigger I think they made it new it's like uh it's like they had they had all the stars from both teams like come out and like greet all the fans and do like rally calls. It was almost like a pep rally. Yikes. No, it was it was pretty cool. Like there was like trash talking and whatnot. And then um But uh they had Mahomes stand next to Purdy. They had Chris Jones stand next to Fred Warner. And then they had uh they had CMC stand next to Pacheco. Pacheco gave him this mean stare down. Pacheco looks like a psycho. Yeah. And um, of course, Kittle and Kelsey were buddy buddy. But yeah, it was pretty lit opening night. I think it's a new thing. I mean, I don't really, dude. We're gonna say this year after year, but never followed football this closely before. So this could have been a thing for every year, but I just found out this year. Christian McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey took combined for ten catches in the first half. Plus 900. Chiefs defense kind of gets to Purdy early, and he dumps it off to McCaffrey three times. Kelsey gets seven targets early for seven catches before the 49ers are able to react, and Kelsey's gas is on E. I know you're trying to reason with me for a plus 900. You're not going to take it? I will. I just, like, I don't think that that's likely. Of course not. No, I know. The the, the plus 900, like... You can't do this now. I'm not doing the middle of the road thing. You can't do this. I'm jumping off your boat either. I'm not jumping off any boat. I'm just saying 10 receptions between those two guys. Trust the process. In the whole game. We know exactly how this game is going to go. In both of the... Wait, for the whole game? No. For the first half? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's really... No. 
What do you mean too early? Dude, Kelsey is a I only play in one half of the game kind of guy. That's not true. Yes, it is. Mahomes doesn't show up in the second half. How does that make more sense to you? Because Kelsey's a 25 year old and a guy with gray hair. Kelsey's getting less targets in the second half. Uh, Either okay. way, dude, I don't think they go to McCaffrey that early and often. We'll see. Like, I almost have more faith that Kelsey gets like eight or nine catches in the first half yeah. than McCaffrey to get two. Yeah. But McCaffrey only needs one. If Kelsey, if Kelsey gets, gets one, nine catches in the first half. Yes, dude. It happened last week. Okay, so he only needs seven. So nine won't happen this week only. Okay, dude. Travis Kelsey to catch every target. Plus 800. Player yards of first reception. Do you like any of these? Kelsey. Under for Kelsey. Kelsey for eight and a half. Under. Uh, Rice for nine and a half. Over. Kittle is my favorite one. 11 and a half. I think he's going to catch a fucking seam. 15, 20 yard seed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ebo, 10 and a half. Ayuk, 11 and a half. CMC, six and a half. Nah. Um, Any player to record an octopus plus nine eighty. I, I never figured out what that was. It's somebody who scores a touchdown and they also score the two point conversion. That's immediately after. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Does that happen often? No, no it's called an octopus. <laughs> it's plus nine eighty. No, it doesn't happen so, a lot. Who? What? It's like CMC and Kelsey, and that's it. Maybe Pacheco. For who for could? No, it's just any player. Oh, plus nine eighty. Oh, game specials. Yeah. I like it. And a Super Bowl. Yuck! I don't like it anymore. Um, players to record. Players, no, let's open this can of beans. Player to record most tackles and assists. I'm off that. I need to. I need to watch something on defense. No, so I'm going to be rooting for Nick Bolton at plus one ninety five. Go there. Uh, a fun little uh, long. Dre shot. Greenlaw for that one. He's second at plus two hundred. Um, fun little, fun little long shot. Um, Drew Tranquil. I know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that dude. He's not even on there. Dude, it's a lot of corners and safeties, and that dude underratedly, those are the guys that get tackles. Yes. No. Yeah. Especially safeties, especially yeah, safeties, strong. Yeah, because they're supposed to be run support. Well, dude, it's. I mean, the top three guys are linebackers, and then after that, it's all corners and safeties. <laughs> and G I year Brown. Where's Drew? Dude, the Giants should have signed Drew Tranquil. That guy's a god. He's yeah, he's okay. What's wrong with you, dude? dude I don't know why you. No, what, what is we this? have been on this boat together. What is this? what is this Drew Tranquil love? All of a sudden, he's a fucking animal, dude. Dude, he's really good at football. He's a sneaky addition to that defense. It's only sneaky because they didn't play him earlier. What he should be. He's a star. He was on the Chargers last as a year. Pro Bowler. Charger last year. As a Pro Bowler. I mean, the Chiefs didn't play him early enough. He's been playing starting middle linebacker all season I long. I don't think so. Well, him and Nick Bolton. 
No, I think I think he hasn't been because William Gay is that his name? <laughs> Willie Gay. <laughs> Willie he, he Gay he got hurt. Willie Gay got hurt last week. He's on the. He's on all the props. He's on God, here two for, weeks uh, rest. Better be in there. Yeah, no, he's uh no. Drew Tranquil's better. Confirmed. Oh, for sure. Younger. Don't do that, dude. I don't um, know what mood you're in now, but it's different than what you was got. Before. Okay. Yeah, dude. We need to tap into that one day. <laughs> if there's if a the middle, Nick Bolton, Kirk Cousins little if there's a double-headed snake. There's another middle linebacker besides Fred Warner that I'm happy that's in the Super Bowl. It's Nick Bolton. Talk about plan. Talk about leaving yeah. everything on the field. He's pretty average in terms of good players. He's not special, is what I'm saying. He's, he's not like he's a heartbeat. I think heartbeat of the defense kind of guy, dude. I think he's, he's one another, of those like silent those captains. Are you just, you, I feel like you just don't know. You're yeah. just hoping for that. No, I think, I think yeah. everybody's like he's the man. Yeah, probably. But no, not not like oh yeah, he's the man. Like, no, he is the guy on that defense. So man and guy are it's a whole different ballpark that we're playing in at that point. Guy sounds way more relaxed, but at the same time, way more serious. <laughs> um player to have the most yards after catch from a single catch. Took me uh, a couple minutes to explain this to Jack this morning. Ah, that was an unnecessary dig. It's okay. I just, you know, most yak off one catch. I love how you said this morning. 5 p.m. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Debo plus 540. This seems like easy money. Yeah. Can't argue with that one. And uh, doesn't to score first and lose. Chiefs are plus 320. We're buzzing. Hit that Rishi Rice or she Rice. First touchdown, plus one thousand cash. That take the winnings, turn it into a Niners second half, a minus one and a half, plus one hundred five. Turn those winnings <laughs> into a CMC last touchdown score, plus six thousand live. Hit my future. <laughs> Lamar MVP, D'Amico, and Tyreek. That's, that's reasonable. Tonight? For, for the awards. When is the awards? Dude, we're going to hear about it as soon as it happens. We're going to get all the Bleacher Report. No, you are. I don't, I don't have Bleacher Report. Why? What do you mean, why? That's like the Google of sports info. No, it's sports not. Is. I don't yeah, I don't have notifications for ESPN. Okay. It looks weird to be around weird. with bleacher report followers. No, it's got all the stupid uh article titles. I hate ESPN. <laughs> it's also way slower running of an app than bleacher. Okay, I, I can I can partially agree with that. It's like when, when people used to say, like, hey, like, dude, why do you use FanDuel? Like you can get so much better deals everywhere else. It's like, have you ever used another sportsbook? <laughs> Every click, it's like three second delay, it's and they long. never have what you want when you want it. Yeah. At least Vandal's relaxed. Longest one. 
Shout out FanDuel. Contributing to a big reason why we have money trouble. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Um, uh, player to record a 20 plus rushing yard attempt. Debo at plus 550. Are you insane? Mahomes at plus 210. 20 plus yard rush attempt? I'm good on that. Um, Player to record one plus passing attempt. I'm also good on that. Devo's plus a thousand. Kelsey. I like Kelsey in the red zone with the little trick plays that they run. Kelsey at plus fourteen hundred. I like the Kelsey to run the ball better. Fuck you. <laughs> First player to reach twenty plus receiving yards. Ayuk is the shortest odds. Debo. Debo. Debo is run Debo. plus five. CMC is oh for the first player to reach twenty plus receiving is thirteen hundred, but I like Kittle there as well plus six fifty twenty plus receiving. Congratulations! What does that mean, dude? It means nice job. Yikes! Um. All right, are you good on a? Just want to. You good? Yeah. We'll talk. Yeah. All right. A little off season stuff. Okay. Kings very hired as Washington's OC. <laughs> what happened, Eric Bienemy? I don't know. I never heard that he was out. He he silently fired. Yeah. <laughs> He's out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Guy tries to make a career play, making a, a lateral move. Hey, you know, I could do it without Mahomes. No, you can't. You can't. And apparently everyone hates you. I don't know where you'll end up next. What if the fucking Chiefs bring him back? What if he's on the Giants? Dude, did you see the Giants promoted Mike Kafka to assistant head coach? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> assistant to the regional manager. Mike Kafka. Dude, that no, is there's no way. That's there's so no funny. way. There's no way. Um, so Kingsbury got fired as the AZ head coach and he like went on vacation for a Taiwan. Yeah. And then he made this like <laughs> huge here. deal out yeah. of it. It's like every other coach gets fired and it's just like, all right, like guess I'll just go home. Now Kingsbury offended. <laughs> it was a vacation, big vacation. Lots of publicity. <laughs> it takes a year with Caleb Williams and he's right back in the NFL. Plays with the best college. Oh, he coached for USC before. He was a, dude, he did. He, <laughs> he was the. <laughs> did you? He was the USC <laughs> this year. What are you talking about? I didn't know that, dude. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> dude, I thought Kingsbury got hired by Chicago like last week. Oh no, crap. Oh fuck. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> like stomach cramps now. It's awful. It's awful. I think I have an ulcer. No. No. Chances Washington is any good. Dan Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 
they settled so hard at coach. No, why no, did no, they no, settle no, 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 dude. I know we're laughing and stuff like that, but <laughs> dude, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Dan, Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Because Dan Quinn is a good defense coach. No, but dude, he's a good. He's 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 Dallas's defense. (laughs) 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 Get fucking smoked by for forty eight points in the playoffs. Dan Quinn's getting head coaching (laughs) off. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But dude, their defense was top five. They have Micah Parsons and Deron Bland had six pick sixes. Wow. And Diggs got hurt. And Lawrence. What's his name? Martin? Marcus. Doesn't that feel like a guy that's been there for 27 years? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Marcus Ware. Marcus Ware right into Demarcus Lawrence. It's not fair. Uh, He's also like quietly one of the best edge rushers. And then... And then Cliff Kingsbury. Dude, I mean, he's got a reputation. He's good. He's fine. Dan it's not as bad as something on NFL Live where he was like, you know, like uh, Kingsbury was really good with Arizona and Kyler in the first two years. You started, you saw like how much better he was doing and like Kyler was progressing over those two years, but then that progression stopped. It's like Kyler got hurt that season and then Kingsbury got fired at the end of the season. <laughs> Where was he supposed to have the progression? That's a good point. I just, yeah, it felt like a big reason why he got fired too was he just didn't get along with Kyler. You know, we saw them arguing on the sidelines. We saw a lot of that out of the Cardinals in 2022. I feel like you get that with every team that loses and it's just, it's just not, you need a leader at that moment to step in and say, like, or to just understand the moment and to understand that the emotions are not directed at the person, but at the moment itself, the frustration of the moment like that, like a leader needs to be able to control that for both parties involved. I think if a team had somebody that can defuse those situations, they would win the Super Bowl every year. No, dude, situations like that happen in every game. I know. I'm just saying, like. All right. Um, who do you think Washington drafts? Two pick. Think the Bears draft Drake May, not Jaden Daniels, not uh. I think Drake May because they're gonna want to play it a little on the safer side, and I think Drake May like they don't want to fuck up another quarterback pick. Was last time they drafted a good quarterback? RG three. RG three. Well, recent, most recent, Kirk, no. because it was the same draft, and he was later picked. Twenty twelve, baby. They took Kirk and RG three in the same draft. Wow, I didn't know that, dude. <clears throat> Absolutely, it's like yeah, Kirk's better than RG three ever was. Yep, it's a ridiculous thing to say. RG three may have won a MVP. Yeah, well, I guess we'll never know. Yeah, now, we he's, never now he's racing Falcons on uh, 
on Monday Night Football countdown. I don't understand that. You don't catch anything ever. <laughs> um, on the Bears drafting number one overall, if you pass on Caleb Williams and draft Marvin Harrison Jr., you trade away the pick, whatever you do, you're putting a ton of faith, but also a ton of pressure on Justin Fields. I brought this up the other night. You didn't necessarily agree. What do you think? This is why it was such a a terrible move to to retain Eberflus. Because <clears throat> either decision that they make, I feel like the quarterback that stays in Chicago is going to fail. And the quarterback that leaves Chicago, if the situation is good for them, better than Chicago, which is the bottom of the barrel, they are going to look like they made the wrong decision. So the keeping of the Eberflus play... Put them behind the ball, no matter who. Because, dude, Fields' talent, as as talented as Caleb Williams is, I think he's definitely worthy of the, based of what you know the experts say, that he's definitely worthy of the number one overall pick regardless. Fields is extremely talented, and they've already botched that one. If they got rid of Eberflus and got, like, like, I mean, the They're Texans approaching guy, just- somebody like the Texans guy, like a young, hot head coach, offensive genius into that organization as the head coach. Now they're winning with both. Now you can trade the pick and retain Justin Fields. And now you're set up for who knows what with all that capital that you get from the pick or you're set up with Caleb Williams and a rookie head coach. So there's, to, to you, there's no way you keep Justin Fields. I think they lose no matter what. That's what I'm saying. But I think the only thing that saves the GM's job is whatever he gets the most haul for. For Justin Fields. Like, dude, I, I, think, I think he has to draft Caleb Williams. I think he has to. <clears throat> it sucks, man. I like Justin Fields a lot. I think he's he's going to be really good. Would you take Caleb Williams and let's say they get a second and a third for Justin Fields, or would you take Justin Fields? I don't think like get say, enough. Say Caleb Williams is a two-time MVP by the time his career is over, and you make the playoffs seven times. You have a seven-year window of playoff radio football and you get a second and third rounder or would you rather Justin Fields and the same amount of playoff stuff? Do you see like I, I made that trade impossible to actually analyze because I'm just guaranteeing success with Caleb Williams. I think it is. I think they're headed in the right direction. I know how you feel about Eberflus. Oh, right. With no Which like, I mean, I mean, like roster, like around the quarterback. I think they have a bunch of weapons, dude. I think they're getting better on the offense and the O line. I think they're getting better on defense. I think they improved a lot this year, and you started to see what Justin Fields is more capable of. I think he was started off this year playing scared to make mistakes. As I've heard a lot of an Alan, I've heard a lot of analysts say he was scared to make mistakes in the beginning of the season, and now. You, you know, you saw him like later in the year make 
plays and taking risks and you saw how great he could be and how awesome it was. Um, I think they're headed in the right direction with that roster. DJ Moore is unbelievable. I think he's another one of those guys you could just throw like he's one of the 30 guys that could be top 10 at any point. Um, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney. I, I, I like that team. I like the pieces I like that team too. It's just, I just think I think either way you go, you're going to be successful with the ability of the quarterback. I just think it's too far gone. You have to trade Justin Fields. I think the whole like the like you kind of you kind of said it well enough. Like you've done enough damage. Let him. But you're just substituting and restarting the clock by drafting Caleb Williams because Matt Eberflus. And that entire organization have proven that they don't develop quarterbacks. You got to get a whole new fucking regime in there. I agree. I proven to develop quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, Eberflus is a defensive mind. I'm pretty sure he was the Colts DC before he got this job. Um, and the defense looked better from the beginning of the to the season till the end, and that's great. But Fields is just drowning in not learning or growing. Caleb Williams is just going to be thrown into the same quicksand. And you're not going – if you draft Caleb Williams and you don't trade that first overall pick with it, with as many teams that need a quarterback this year. Yeah, I already see the Bears rose-colored glasses. I really like the Bears and how they're structured and how they should be going forward. I just – I probably see it in too positive of a light because – like what you're saying is making a lot of sense. And I do believe very heavily in coaching and culture. And it doesn't feel like Eberflus is going to have that team buzzing in the right way. Steve, whoever the quarterback is. Um, but yeah, I think it's best for both parties if they trade fields and let it play out. Fields will probably be awesome somewhere else, I think. And uh, I think offenses are going to start to build around the player instead of trying to fill it, fit it into the coach's uh, system. That's what we've had uh, seen to have a lot of success. Like, dude, Zach Wilson with Nat Hackett this year, that's the perfect example. Guy just doesn't fit into your offense. You have to structure it around him. Dable with DJ. Dude, there's a. I saw a post today. <clears throat> Most scouts and front office people anonymously work around the NFL are saying. The Jets might not even fetch like a 2026 seventh rounder for him. Okay. Wave him. Let him pick where he wants to go. Even better for my argument. And even better for his career because they don't care where he, he, like if they were to trade him, they don't fucking care where he goes. They'd probably be happy to send him to Siberia of the NFL. Like Carolina or something. Denver, Minnesota, somewhere. Dude, it's just like, like, dude, imagine if Stroud wasn't, like, not only did they get D'Amico Ryans to pair with him, but they got Bobby Slowick because they fired Lovey Smith and who was there before, right? The Texans? Yeah, I'm not 100%. I don't know who was in the region before that. If Stroud is paired with Lovey Smith, we're probably not seeing the same CJ Stroud or a Texans team or Nico Collins or Tank Dell, Devin Singletary. We're not seeing any of that shit if Lovey Smith is still the coach of that fucking team. And the more you're going into it, it just seems more and more impossible to get the right recipe to build a winner. 
For what? The Bears? You have to get Miko and Bobby and CJ, and then guys like Collins and Dell will work. You can get the guys. You need the coaches. And we apparently have that. I, I just don't understand. Like, I feel like drafting a quarterback is such a turning point in a franchise's just a moment in time for you to keep the same guy. Like, you go through a, a horribly miserable season for a team, for the fans. You know, you're 4-12, and 12, bad quarterback play. Guys are dropping passers. Nobody's like, you know, playing hard on defense. And you take the guy that led that team of guys who aren't mentally, those are mental mistakes. And you put him in charge of the develop the future player project. I don't understand it. Reset button. Hammer it now. Bears should have fired Evers loose. Um, Get him out of here. I think it was a. Uh, I think it was on the table. I think he was on the hot seat, and I think it was considered. And I made a note at the time because it seems like they, after a meeting, they seem to like have agreed to terms to keep him around. I think uh, th- there's almost going to be no way to tell, but I think there's going to be some 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 meddling from the general management and ownership in the head coaching affairs. Maybe it's going to be one of those like, oh, you want to keep your job? Well, we get to do a lot. Maybe they kept him around to use him as the scapegoat in, in case whatever goes wrong. Exactly. Which you are setting up for a failure. Exactly. Preparing to fail. Preparing to fail instead of preparing to succeed. Unbelievable. That's what garbage bottom of the barrel organizations do. I do. The, and and we got so excited about these new co- these these old legendary coaches being available, and it's just like these these organizations. Like, do you want to win? Do you want to win? There's so many coaches that got jobs, and so many coaches that have jobs where it's like, <clears throat> I would fire that guy on the spot for for Vrabel. Are you kidding me? And Someone said that Vrabel was too intimidating. Yeah, to that's what I was going to say. Diana Rossini. It's insane. What the hell are we doing, dude? I understand. I guess like Belichick and Vrabel not getting jobs in this round of coaching hires makes sense towards my point. These guys are looking for the diamond in the rough hire. Raheem Morris, has that guy ever been a head coach? No. Yeah. No, he was uh, early. Um, I think it was Atlanta. Yeah, I think it was too, before Arthur Smith. No, before Dan Quinn. Mm, I think you're right too. I think that's fucking snake, dude. But um, um, you know what I'm saying, though. I mean, we don't, ra- we don't actually. I'd rather know. fail with a young guy than pay an older guy a lot of money. Just to fail. Like, the Broncos are fucked. All right, boys. Are you ready to wrap this bad boy up? You got anything else? I think I think Vrabel's failproof. So do I. That Titans team was not good. And he made them competitive every year. Yeah, they really were bad. Holy shit. They're going to be horrible next year. I mean, we'll see what Will Levitt. Like, he might be fun. 
but not. They're I probably not. Gonna I keep thinking Tannehill. I feel bad for Hopkins. I mean, he chased the bag, but dude, did get he? Out of I feel like Odell chased top, the bag. Top receivers on that market were. I mean, Odell made way more than anybody else, but like eight million was. I feel like that was pretty good for a free agent. He got what, like really? three years? Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, per year. Odell's was 18. Think per about what? Yeah, that's what I mean. But Odell's was a one year, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, boys. Yeah, I'm done. So, the Sip Boys podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CNQBOIS. All right.